And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking. It's Zach Jackson. It's March. It's one of our best months of the year. Um, NFL world, it means the new league year, the player movement period, free agency, trades. I think those are coming too. Um, This is the free agency kickoff edition of Civilized Barking. This is the Browns have arrived as a legitimately good team and now try to get better, try to close the gap, try to fill in some pretty glaring holes on that defense. Um, You know, guys, if you've been reading, if you've been listening first, thank you. You know, I think Andrew Barry and and the whole crew um, are doing a great job. I think Andrew Barry, you know, as the GM, this is his time of year. He's at the forefront, and you know, he he does make the the final calls inside their walls or inside their Zoom meetings, however it's being done um, in this strange world. I thought he did a really smart thing last year of um, you know making short term commitments to defensive players rather than overspend and really. Um, fall in love, really rush to the altar. You know, they all signed one-year deals except Adrian Claiborne, who was cut this week um, to create $3 million in cap room. So, you know, it's not easy, and it's an interesting predicament because the Browns have seven contributors from last year on defense. I guess Claiborne makes eight who are eligible um, to hit free agency, and then the defense wasn't good enough. It It just wasn't, but – you know, they did the short-term deals with those guys. They know what they have in those guys. Uh, I think there's a chance they bring B.J. Goodson back. I think there's a good chance they bring Kevin Johnson back. You know, what happens with the other guys, I don't know. You know, we know Olivier Vernon is not going to play for a while. Um, he's a free agent. That's a glaring need. We know Larry Ogunjobi's going to the market. It seems like the Browns will let him walk and spend otherwise. Terrence Mitchell, really solid. You know, really dependable. Did a nice job at corner last year. Um, he was a bargain last year he's going to want to get paid you know now that you see him as is certainly not your number two corner what do you pay him does another team see him as a number two corner you know the browns are going to have around 25 million in cap room obviously they need the defensive end and um, help in the secondary corner safety both the combo guy would be great that's why i've been circling this camp sutton um you know from pittsburgh for for a long time but the thing about free agency for us on the outside is for months, it's the same names and the same kind of connecting the dots. And now we get here in the stretch run and, you know, four days is this is being recorded four days from, from Monday's start of it. And guys can come off the board quickly. They resign with their other teams. Um, the market gets changes because teams that are cap strapped and there are a lot of those teams and maybe, you know, outside of the top pass rushers, and I think the Browns are going to pay for one. It's probably not the best year to be a free agent. Um, on the offensive side, 
the glaring one with the Browns, obviously, is Rashard Higgins. You know, my intel and my feel for the situation tell me that Rashard Higgins is not worth on the outside what some of these projections and prognostications have said he is. I do believe he will have interests, which he didn't last year. And that being said, I do believe the Browns would prefer to not go um, anywhere near what those outside prognostications are. So I think Rashard Higgins is going to be a free agent, um, you know, come Monday. Um, and does that last a day? Does that last a week? Do they ultimately reunite? I don't know. Um, and especially with the Browns where they, they, they have some obvious holes to fill. They have some money. They have an aggressive GM. Um, you know, they're going to be busy, but to lay out a plan, like so many of these dots have to connect and there's going to be a quick fork in the road. Right. And then after you choose the left one, you know, is there going to be a traffic jam or is there a shortcut from there? I'll, I'll say this. They're not going to sign Bud Dupree as a, as a starting defensive end. That's not what he is. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker. Do I think the Browns find a starting left defensive end in free agency or via trade and then sign Bud Dupree to a one-year deal and give him a shot coming off the torn ACL and wanting to stay in the AFC North and stick it to the Steelers and chase Lamar Jackson around? I think that could happen. Um, you know most of the names if you've been reading. And again, thank you. You know, I put Romeo Aquara of the Lions atop the Browns list. I think they would love to have Carl Lawson. And I don't know what the Bengals are doing, not putting the franchise tag on either Carl Lawson or the corner William Jackson. I just can't explain that. Um, I don't know um, what the plan might be. I can tell you the Browns would be better with Carl Lawson or William Jackson on their team. <laughs> I can tell you a lot of teams would be better with those two guys uh, on their team. So we'll see what happens there. Trey Hendrickson from the Saints, it looks like he's going to hit the market. And then Yannick Ngakwe, who the Browns have explored um, and on at least one occasion, uh, was on three teams in the last seven months. And now it looks like the Ravens are going to let him hit the market. So um, just me talking based, uh, again, on just tracking and, and trying to gather information. And nothing is coming out of the Browns building, which if you're a Browns fan, you'll, you'll be happy to, to know that. That's certainly it a shift from from prior regimes, although there are 17 prior regimes in the last eight years. Um, I think Okwara, Nagakwe, Lawson, Hendrickson, I think that group there. Um, I think the Browns would like to be in the veteran safety market. I don't know that they will. You know, we obviously know the ideal exciting thing is Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit playing together, but Grant Delpit misses the whole year. You know, Harrison had mostly bumps and bruises, not major injuries, but he's only got another season under contract um ideally do they play the same position yeah but we don't know like i i don't think um no i also don't think joe woods is going to come out and show us that he's the greatest coordinator that ever lived this year however i don't think we really got to see how the browns want to play defense last year i just think the personnel issues starting with the loss of delpit but certainly not limited to that i think the plan is going to be big fast and young it doesn't mean they won't chase an old guy um, doesn't mean they won't, you know, go go for an ex instinctual pass coverage linebacker, but I just don't know that this group is going to value linebacker. I think it's way more likely that B.J. Goodson comes back or a Tyus Bowser or another second-tier guy comes in than they chase a Matt Milano or they use one in the first round. I just don't think that. Um, I hear you on the Browns' road to – Playing a home game runs through Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Browns certainly need to be better at linebacker, but 
They have some young ones that have shown at least something. And I think Jacob Phillips is going to be the centerpiece of this linebacker group. Um, He's really big, really fast, and really young. He's still 21 years old. So I think there's a lot of hope there. Um, Speaking of the older guys and J.J. Watt, you know, I've I've written this, I've I've said this, but I want to put it this way. I, I don't think the timing was really great for the Browns and J.J. Watt. And obviously he chose Arizona and he got a bunch of money. And for a guy his age, that jumps out. Uh, Miles Garrett and J.J. Watt together, J.J. rushing on the inside for the Browns would have jumped out. It would have been a problem and it would have been great. But I just think the Browns, with where they are now in the win-now window, with a chance to get better but still maintain at least a little bit of flexibility, I just think they'll be fine. They'll get more help continuously for this pass rush group, whether that's Olivier Vernon coming back seven months from now, you know, whether that's signing a, a B A to B list free agent now and then drafting one in the first round and then continuing to go like they're going to build there. And, and that guy who hits the market in May or August, isn't going to be JJ Watt obviously, but there will be starting caliber players on the defensive line and for the pass rush group, they will be there for the Browns. Um, some of them will go fast and, and go for high price tags as early as next Monday. And I do think the Browns will be in on at least one free agent Monday afternoon. I do think your your day in your cubicle or at your desk or you know listening on your radio while you drive or work or do both, um, I think there will be some activity. Whether that's trading for Derek Barnett, whether that's signing Yannick Nagakwe or Romeo Okwara, you know, I, I, I don't know that. I do think there will be some activity there. Um, as far as free agency in general, you pay. Do you overpay? Sometimes you do. Um, sometimes hindsight says you do. Sometimes you have to, right? You prefer not to do this. History says your batting average is not going to be great and you're going to pay for it down the road. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks just won the championship. They got Shaq Barrett in free agency. They got JPP via trade, right? And I mean, obviously, he had unusual circumstances. They brought Ndamukong Sue back after he's been everywhere in the league. You know, that's free agency. Um, they dra- they did draft Vita Vea, their, their guy on the inside who, who was really disruptive. Um, but I bring them up for another reason. And obviously, you know, they're the champs. And Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. And he has Godwin and he has Evans and he has Gronk and all of that. But is it pertains to the Browns and some decisions that the Browns have to make here going forward. And maybe Shaq Barrett is going to hit the market and maybe the Browns will look at him. You know, they have two off-ball linkers who are uh, really good. You know, that's not a position. Of, they had no running backs who anybody valued. They found a way. All right, they bring Gronk out of retirement. They bring Cam Brate, who's been a third, a second to third tight end his whole career. And they do enough in the middle of the field to help open things up for those guys. They go get Antonio Brown, who nobody else wants. Right? Um, the point is there's different ways to do it. And the point here is, as the Browns look at making some other major decisions, you know, you can look at Nick Chubb as a running back and say, don't pay running backs and okay. Right? But, like, you can't look at Nick Chubb and not think he's a phenomenal football player, a core piece of what the Browns want to be inside and out. Zero baggage, all work, all the time. Um, They want to say smart, tough, accountable. Nick Chubb is all of those things. Nick Chubb never says a word. Nick Chubb shows up and plays. When you saw that injury last year in Dallas, you're like, oh, my God. Well, four games he was out, and he was right back 
to being Nick Chubb. He's in the prime of his career. And I just don't think the Browns can afford to mess around there. I think you find the money and you pay Nick Chubb. I just think it gets ugly. It gets sloppy otherwise. Now, maybe, and this is getting seven steps ahead and trying to get inside their heads. Maybe they take for granted that Nick Chubb is such a good soldier and won't make a peep and will soldier on if they don't pay him and they plan to franchise him a year from now and go that route. But I don't think that's how you do it. I don't think that sets a good tone. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. So um, to lay it out the next few weeks, the Browns have extra third round pick, extra fourth round pick. Um, outside of the cap casualties that have started to hit the wire this week and will continue to over the weekend. I think they can use those picks to go get involved with defensive players. Derek Barnett is the name um, that came to mind. I don't Sean Lattimore. I never thought that they were. I think they're going to let Hendrickson go. They've let a bunch of other guys go. I think they'll do some restructures and keep him. But I think you'll look for the Browns in the trade market, um, you know, looking for help there. I think the Browns could be involved at wide receiver with Higgins there. Um, really all three levels of the defense. Kicker Cody Parkey, free agent. Backup tackle Kendall Lamb, free agent. Uh, these are guys you probably need on your team. You know, if you lose Higgins, obviously you have Peoples-Jones, and he's super gifted. Um, not a uh, full-time player for even half the games last year. Only 20 targets. 22 yards per reception. Big, rangy. 22 years old should be getting better, right? Can you count on him now? Can he do things, get open in zones, and, and find space the way Higgins could? No, no. Um, you know, Kadero Hodge, can you bring him back? Sure. Can you go and find a guy like Isaiah McKenzie or John Ross? Could stretch a defense who can run some of these counteraction trick plays that I think they wanted to do last year with JoJo Nats and ended up doing with Jarvis Landry. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, the Browns have specific needs and need to upgrade that pass rush. And eventually, if you're going to go beat the Chiefs, if you're going to be winning multiple games in January, you need a stable of pass rushers. You need a stable of defensive backs. In, in a lot of corners, they started six corners last year. Um, you know, Greedy's number two. He missed a whole year. Numbers three and four, uh, Kevin Johnson and Terrence Mitchell are free agents, right? Um, one of them is MJ Stewart, who – he made some big plays. He did. You don't want him out there for too long. You you want him to be your fifth corner, right, and, and play special teams. And we'll see. Um, frankly, if you can get younger and cheaper and as good as MJ Stewart, you'll move on. So every level of the defense I expect to be addressed, um, and a couple of them to be addressed imminently. But, you know, outside of quarterback, running back, an offensive line, like they could go just about anywhere with with their money. 
Um, and we'll see. I, I thought it was interesting to hear Andrew Barry say we don't necessarily need to go at defensive end. That that sounded not right at all because they do. Um, you know, you could consider Billings and or Jordan Elliott right in to slide in that spot to Odin Joby, but you know, you have basically, as we look at it, two vacancies on that defensive line, left end and one of the defensive tackle spots. You have Sheldon Richardson for one more year who makes a lot of money. He's worth every penny the way he's played the last two years. And I would, you know, keep him on that same contract given his age and let him be a hungry, active Sheldon Richardson chasing another deal. Um, it's going to be fun. So read along, click along, listen along. Um, you know, again, I expect the Browns to, you know, I think maybe five players you know or, or considered starting slash upper rotational players will be added um, starting next week. I think a trade, at least one trade will be involved. I think it'll be a starting defensive end. You know, maybe safety or linebacker. I can't see both, at least not uh, at a certain price. We'll see where the trade scenario comes in. I do not expect them to trade David Njoku. Um, when I hear that there's actual trade value for Odell Beckham, there's not. But again, maybe in October there is. Maybe it changes with Beckham, with Njoku, with a lot of things. Just going to wrap it up this way. Again, this is Thursday as we're recording this. Uh, Thursday the 11th. So um, the negotiation period officially begins noon, Monday the 15th. The league year officially 4 p.m. Wednesday uh, the 17th. That's when trades can be processed. Signings can be processed. Teams have to officially be under the cap and things go on. The negotiating period, um, as we know from prior years, is when these deals get done, they move quickly. You know, without the combine this year and the chance to do the wink, wink, nod, nod um, type of stuff, maybe it's a little later, but generally the big stuff is over by then. Uh, and over the weekend, there'll be more cuts as teams get closer and closer to the cap. There might be a trade or two. Get finalized. Um, about the cap, you know, I meant to say this earlier. Uh, the best way I can explain it is the best way it was explained to me. The cap is like a credit card. Um, you know, it's there for what you want and for what you need. And yes, there's a limit. And, and yes, you need to pay for it eventually. Uh, but as is the case with the Rams and the Saints this year, maybe the glaring example, you can keep pushing it forward. And if it comes to where the Browns need to create more, um, they can convert bonuses or, you know, base salaries to bonuses and do voidable years and keep putting charges on that credit card at high interest rates that they're going to pay later. Um, this is a new spot for the Browns. There is no precedent, so we don't know. I have a feeling they're not going to do that in many cases, um, but I'm not sure. A, because there's no precedent, as previously mentioned, and B, because their window is open. Um, you know, the Browns were in the AFC's Final Four last year. The Browns were 11-5 and five last year. Uh, they don't have a perfect roster. No one does. They really have to fix the defense if they're going to legitimately think about making a run through January, but they're right there. And most of their good players or most of their best players are still in the 25-year-old range, and they're now experienced guys, and they're now a team run, as I've mentioned, by adults, by guys who seem to know what they're doing. So um, it doesn't get any easier as you try to go from really bad for a long time to good and now good to great and sustainably great, at least in a way. But um, you can keep pushing back those payments. You can keep making the minimum payments. You can keep raising the bar and 
um, getting cash advances on that credit card and trying if you need to. So we will see if that goes. Uh, again, defensive end, cornerback, uh, make a lot of sense. You know, trying to bring back a couple of your guys, Kevin Johnson, um, possibly B.J. Goodson, possibly Carl Joseph down the road, makes sense. You know, to me, a veteran free safety to get everybody lined up and really help that defense get where you want to go, help Grant Delpit make up for some of that lost time when he gets back on the field. Um, but we'll see. You know, it could also make it case easily for for help at linebacker. And maybe this, the cap crunch and, and the fact that it shouldn't be a really good time to be a veteran free agent will help the Browns, you know, get some 26 to 28-year-old players, specifically a linebacker, maybe a defensive tackle, maybe at safety. You know, guys that they can get in discounts based on prior years and going all the way back to the top of the podcast. You know, guys that they can – get engaged to on a one-year deal that they don't necessarily want to marry. Um, that big-time pass rusher, that Nagakwe, that Okwara, that Carl Lawson, if, if he was to hit the market, um, you're going to marry those guys, and, and you're going to pay for that engagement ring and the wedding on that credit card for a long, long time. But other guys, you can just put the ring on and um, kind of make those plans later. So we'll see. Thank you for making plans to be with us here on Civilized Barking. Uh, plan to be... Uh, by the computer, by your phone, however it is that you track things starting Monday. Again, potentially before we all remember it was a Friday afternoon when John Dorsey made those three trades as part of the Browns really, you know, starting to to get on the other side of that talent curve. Um, and guys, that was only three years ago. So think about it. Three years ago on a Friday afternoon in March, you know, Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback of this team. Demarius Randall was a rising star safety of this team. Uh, there was no Baker Mayfield, there was no Denzel Ward, there was no Nick Chubb, there was no Wyatt Teller, there was no Jedrick Wills, there was no Jack Conklin, right? Um, so they've come a long way in a short amount of time, and they're looking at the next two years to really make a run at it. So um, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully you're along for the run, for the ride uh, with The Athletic and with the Civilized Barking Podcast. Talk to you soon. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.